right, all right, here we go. This is the NBA Dream Podcast for RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I'm your host, Sleepy J, joined once again by NBA betting expert Mackenzie. Make the bookies cry. Rivers, is that it, Mackenzie? <laughs> is that your new nickname that they gave you on Twitter? I mean, that's what Twitter christened me. Um, I've, I've been making a bookies cry every now and then. Try to do my best. 57% on my pregame picks on the NBA all time. I appreciate the love. Let's go. All right, so if you guys are looking for nicknames, make sure you go over to Twitter.com. Mackenzie and I will go ahead. We'll cover some hot topics for today, Uh, NBA Wednesday games, and, of course, we'll go ahead. We'll cover our best bets as well. And also, Wednesdays are time for our featured podcast segment, the Wednesday Five. I'll announce last week's winner here in a little bit. If you guys don't know what the Wednesday Five is, stay tuned. Find out. You guys can go ahead and win some cash. Let's go ahead and bring Mackenzie in here. Mac, I do have to ask you, uh, and I don't want to ask you a lifestyle question, you know, Waikiki or the rest of the island. Outcast or Run DMC, yeah. Yeah, Outcast or Run DMC. Or what was the other one I asked you? I forget. Uh, most hated NBA player of all time. And that would be Matthew Dives at Lee's Delavadova. None of those. None of those questions. What do you come in hot with today? All right, I'm coming in hot with the result that happened here on Tuesday night. And it involves the Portland Trailblazers. Portland gets a win. They, they're playing at home. They beat the Spurs. And before we get into any games, I want to ask you, Portland Trailblazers right now, Mac, are 65-1 to 1 to win the title. Is there any chance that this team could win the title? Do you think that they could potentially make some, uh, let's just say, a blockbuster move? Because 65-1 to 1 right now for a team that's 10-4, and 4, they're leading the West, solid basketball team pretty much all around. Chance that this team at 65 to 1, you know, could get a little bit of our money, at least just go ahead and put, you know, buy a couple tickets on these guys that maybe do something. Yeah, I think as you're building an NBA portfolio over this long season, building up for the June finals, 65 to 1 is something you might want to add to your portfolio. I think there's a lot of value there. I think talent wise, with Damian Lillard where he is at in his career, Jeremy Grant's been looking really good. They're about 65 to 1. They could win it in some injury riddled season where Dame gets super hot. And they make a miracle 2019 Raptors kind of right place, right time, right player. It could happen 65 to one, but actual odds should be closer to 35 to one, maybe half that because in a lot of scenarios in my mind, this team that has all their pick swaps, all their picks, a young team friendly signed player in Anthony Simons. I feel like this team is prime to make a deal because Dame Lillard, 32 years old, he wants to win. He wants to compete right now. And a lot of Anthony Simons, draft picks, that's not on Dame Lillard's timeline. I feel like this is going to be a buy-on team. I feel like this team's all in. All right, so let me ask you two quick questions. One, uh, on our NBA Bet Tank pod, I talked a little bit about Desmond Bain and how important I thought that he was to that team. I thought that he was very underrated. And I'm looking at Jeremy Grant, and I'm thinking that he's kind of in that same that same bucket of guys. Now, is he worth three points of the betting line like, like, like I think Bain is? I'm going to say no, but he's got to be worth at least two points to the betting line right now. This guy is severely underrated, I believe, Mac. Where would you put Grant right now? Do you think that he's an intricate piece right now, a key piece you know, to this team continuing to go ahead and make this run? Yeah, I think we've known what he brings defensively, but offensively he fits like a glove right now with what they're doing. And you say he's probably not worth three points to the line. Well, again, my trusty website here, Dunks and Threes, has him as three points added value to an average team. Maybe he's running a little hot. I have him worth a point and a half, but still, I think fit-wise, it's better than anyone could have expected coming in for the Blazers. I feel like, you know, that that's one thing that the Blazers were missing was like that that wing type of player. Like they always had CJ out there running around doing his thing with Dame. They haven't had 
I don't think ever in the Dame era a forward as dynamic as Jeremy Grant. They had lumbering guys like Yusuf Nurkic. You you mentioned they had wings, other guards, Gary Trent Jr., C.J. McCollum. Grant something different, though, and I think it fits perfectly with what the Blazers need. All right, so question number two. It involves Damian Lillard. How much longer is he going to be in his prime? Is he still in his prime? Is this going to start being like the downslope after this year? Because if this team doesn't win this year, I could see them breaking this team up, maybe to go all in again. But how much time do you think Dame has left, you know, in order to win a title right now, like in his prime years? I think as the best player in a title team, like this year and next year, because we've seen guys maintain elite status longer than expected in the modern era. Chris Paul, Steph Curry right now, but that's just maintaining Damian Lillard at his peak on his best day is probably as good, probably on the bottom tier, 10th best in the NBA, maybe of a player that's good enough to win an NBA title. If he falls off five, 10%, I mean, look at James Harden. He went from MVP candidate to a good second piece on a championship team. I feel like Damian Lillard has another year or two at this top 10 level. Uh, and that's being optimistic for any point guard that's going on 32 and older. All right. Well, I agree with that. So here's what I want to do. I want to throw one more question at you. I want you to pick two players. Let's just say this, a, a blockbuster trade goes down. I'm talking blockbuster trade, like a guy that can move in there and from 65 to 1, this team goes top five title contenders. Give me two realistic players that can land here with the Blazers. And then it's like, oh, shit, we had that 65 to 1 ticket. We're really happy about this right now. Sure thing. What you need is a perfect confluence of a team that has a super talented player that may want to punt on this season. And two names and two teams come right to mind. Number one, and this trade was rumored in the summer, Kevin Durant. It makes too much sense. Anthony Simons is a guy they want a young piece you can build around, win some games this year, you know, maybe make the playoffs. And then they have three pick swaps and three first round picks. Kevin Durant, I feel like has seen Damian Lillard. Uh, Damian Lillard, I know, was jealous of Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors when they assembled. And this would be a perfect counterbalance to the Warriors winning it all to come back to the Pacific Division and challenge. I guess the Blazers are Northwest Division, but in the Western Conference, uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. It makes too much sense. I feel like we're going to hear some buzz in the near future, just like we did in August. I think that's going to come back, that potential trade. Durant to the Blazers makes sense. The other team, I think, is the Lakers and Anthony Davis. Maybe not LeBron James. I don't think that would necessarily uh, bode well for a championship contender, just the fit of Lillard and James. But Davis... Blazers were a higher seed versus the Pelicans one year, and Anthony Davis just put up 30 and 10 on perfect efficiency, and I think they swept or they beat the Blazers in five. That was peak Davis. I feel like Damian Lillard getting to experience that, that's got to make him excited to think if I could get that Davis back and I could get back on my game as best as I could play, that would be the best duo in the league. That would be a championship contender. So, you know, harder to see that deal work. Harder to see that deal make sense because the Lakers are super win now as well with LeBron James. But the Durant, the Durant piece, that's a lot of people talking with the way the Nets got killed, giving up 156 to the Kings. Durant he looks like a lonely man out there. He looked like he'd like to team up. Makes too much sense. I could see the Durant to the, and with a 65 to one ticket, you'd be happy to see it happen. I think it's worth the flyer. Durant to the Blazers, Blazers to win it all. All right, so you're talking serious blockbuster trades there with Durant and AD. I was thinking maybe 
maybe like a Kristaps Porzingis, maybe somebody like a Julius Randle. I could see maybe guys like that, you know, maybe being able to fit with that team. But I'll tell you, man, if Durant went there, that would be that would be interesting. I can envision him doing this too, because the, the the Brooklyn Nets experiment hasn't worked out too well. And the Blazers are playing like the kind of team that Durant initially went to, and it was D'Angelo Russell, and it was Kenny Atkinson. It was that fun up and coming team. I feel like they never really happened. That never really congealed in Brooklyn. But in Portland, seems like the kind of thing someone would want to jump on right now. They're having fun. They got a new system. They're playing great defense. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll consider making a 65 to 1 pick there. Now on the Blazers, Mac, let's go ahead. Let's get into some of our games here. Uh, as we just mentioned a little bit about the Warriors and the Suns. How uh, those two teams are going to end up facing off here. The Suns are going to be at home here, Mac, minus two. And we have a total of 226.5. You and I brought this up yesterday, I believe, on the podcast where we talked about this game offline. You had a pretty strong lean on this one. How are you feeling about this game now? I feel like some trends become strong enough where they actually have anti-gravity, where the team's aware of them and they just say enough is enough. I don't care what happens tomorrow, not tonight. So the Golden State Warriors defending champions are 0-7 on the road. They're 1-6 ATS. The one team, the one game they covered on the road this year, Steph Curry didn't even play, neither did Draymond Green. It was a complete scheduled loss, and they were 10.5-point dogs. They ended up losing by 9 or 10. So that was the one time they actually beat expectations other than that. Lost to the Magic. Lost to the Kings. That wasn't that close. It's been disappointing, and it's been enough to say enough is enough for the Kings organization. I mean, the Warriors organization. And they're throwing guys to the G League. They're throwing bringing up guys from the G League. They're changing their bench, which has been their major problem. This is the great litmus test because it's worked a little bit. You look at the last three games, a loss is in there, but still the Warriors have the best net rating over the last three games, coinciding almost exactly when they said, all right, we got to completely blow up our bench, see what else is working. So that's encouraging. And this would be the stamp, shout out to the NBA Bet Tank podcast, this would be the stamp to show that the momentum has switched, that something's different. So I lean to the Warriors here, and my power rankings make this one if Chris Paul is out. He's not as worse to the line the way he used to be, maybe half as much as he was at his peak last year, a point and a half versus over three points. Still, either it's going to be Chris Paul's first game back, or it's going to be Cameron Payne versus Steph Curry. Either way, with such a powerful trend that's been going against him, that has been getting some buzz, I feel like they make a statement for the Warriors right here. One and seven after tonight would be my prediction. Uh, heavy lean to the Warriors in this game. The only thing that concerns me there, Mac, is something that we talked about with this Warriors team recently, and that was the the woes that they've had on the road. Yep. You know, that team hasn't played well on the road, and we know how strong the Suns are there at home. But, you know, the Warriors showed some – they showed some grit the other night, and believe it or not, even though the starters went out there and did their thing and they had to switch the lineup because Clay was out, Poole played great, but the bench players played fantastic, and it looked like they needed that type of game where they were just out there doing their own thing. They were running the show for a lot of that game. Even when that game was relatively close, the bench came in and played well, so maybe they just needed that because the Warriors' bench has been absolutely terrible, and they're going to be needed here, and I think coming off of a good game, you know, if they can go – if they can – come in here and play anywhere near what the hell they played the other night, they'll beat this team in the sun. So I'm not going to go ahead and lean with the Warriors there. 
Uh, let me go ahead and give you guys one of the games that I'm looking at here. It's the Knicks, and they're going to be on the road here at Denver. Current line in this game right now, Denver minus 5, and we have a total of 233. I would actually look to go ahead and play the Knicks here. I know it's a back-to-back -back altitude game for them. Just played the Jazz last night. They won that game, but the Nuggets are going to be down some key players here. And key player as in Jokic, their best player. He's definitely out. Bones Highland, six-man-of-the-year candidate is going to be out, at least according to reports. That's not 100% official, but I believe he's going to be out. And those guys are right now are in that like that COVID red zone right now, which is scary. And Aaron Gordon is also a question mark, and he's also in that COVID red zone as well. This is what we know. When the big COVID bug kind of breaks out amongst the team, and it seems like that's what's going on here with Denver, these teams never get healthier. They only get worse. So I can only see a scenario where the Nuggets have to sit potentially more guys. And look, it could just be because of safety or, you know, they could end up with guys that pop positive or they just want to just be very cautious. And they say, you know what, let's let's get our best guys right now that we like because you can't afford to have guys out for a week. Like, you know, if Porter goes down or Murray goes down or Gordon or whoever it might be like, maybe if they isolate these guys and get them the hell away from everybody, they'll be OK to go ahead and take the court. We don't know exactly how they you know how they how this operation runs, but. I can only see things getting worse here, Mac. If you want the Knicks at plus five, I would say bet that right now. This line, in my opinion, can only go down further. The Knicks, still a good squad, winning at Utah and facing a potentially depleted Nuggets team could actually perk them up a little bit. The Knicks plus five makes a ton of sense to me. I feel like this game here, Mac, actually has a good potential to be a very good middle type of game because I could see... Gordon being ruled out, and if they lose one more guy like Porter or Jamal Murray or even any of the any of the other starters that they have, I can only see this line maybe going down to three, down to two, and then he could sit there with a nice little middle ticket. So I would recommend playing the Knicks here at plus five points. I feel pretty strong about this one. Not sure how you feel about that there, Mac, but as I said, things can only get worse here for the Nuggets with all the news going on about COVID right now. I have one question for you. How sure are you that Jokic is not going to play? Because I agree with your entire handicap. Then I look at this number. I look at the fact that it hasn't budged over the last you know, hour and a half when it went from nine to five almost immediately. I think Jokic is worth more than four points to this Nuggets team. I feel like the market is saying there's a sliver of hope, maybe false hope, that Jokic is going to play. Uh, what do you think about that? Are you sure that Jokic is not going to play? I'm 100% sure that he's out. He had to enter the health and safety protocol. He was ruled out uh, somewhere around 7 o'clock this evening. So the lines came out, it was 9, dropped down to 5. There's no way he's playing. You would not see a move on that, you know, unless, you know, multiple guys are out. In that case, I have to agree with you. I feel like the Knicks playing the, probably the hardest back-to-back, -back, you know, regardless of the team's schedule travel-wise that you can play in high altitude at Utah. You're an East Coast team flying across the country in Utah. Then the next night to circle back and play in Denver, despite the upset win they had in Utah, I feel like uh, they're just a better team than the than the squad that's going to be out there. So maybe you, t you tack them two points, but still, if they're an even team, that's five. If they're playing, if they're full fully healthy and they're playing a, a Nuggets team without Jokic, I think they're a better team. I feel like this number is is wrong. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost too obvious, you know, that's, that's what keeps me concerned where I'm, I'm wondering if there's something I'm not missing, I'm missing here because I think this line should be closer to pick them. Like you say, 
Yeah, that's what I'm kind of feeling. And I think that the danger with maybe messing with the Nuggets here is that they can shoot themselves right out of a game with a guy like Porter and a guy like Murray who hasn't exactly got his stroke perfectly going. And if they fall behind a little bit, you know, it could just be a three-point shooting contest where they could shoot themselves out of a game where they just don't play any defense and are just like, you know, they're up against it. Maybe Gordon don't play. I actually don't believe Gordon's going to play. That's kind of where I'm at right now with that. I think you're right. You got to play this now. I'm looking at my screen. One of the fives, one of the precious fives just moved to four and a half. So I think that gives me a lot of confidence that you're right. The market's just not seeing 360 the way that you are. And uh, eventually this is going to get a lot lower in my opinion. Uh, that, that's my prediction. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think this is a perfect middle opportunity for us. Grab the five. And then if you want to play Denver back, just wait until this bottoms out. And that, like I said, the news is only going to get worse. So you might even get, you know, right before game time, if, you, if you're looking at going ahead and playing back, just wait, wait on the nuggets. Cause you might get a game time decision where they say, Hey, you know what? Uh, this guy's sitting out too. So just wait on it. It's, it's, you know, it's an opportunity for you guys to go ahead and have a, maybe a fun bet or stick with the Knicks getting the plus five because I believe this number will drop. Uh, here's something that we're dropping, uh, a new coupon there, Mac, for the week. I tried to fight against this, believe it or not. I don't know why I would do this, but you guys can go ahead and save yourself some cash here at pregame.com. Simply enter code SLEEPY20, that's SLEEPY20. Quickly for myself, if you guys do want year-round access, you guys can go ahead and do that. At pregame.com, you guys will save 20%. You get every pick I make for the entire year. Uh, that'll include my game of the years, game of the months, all my best stuff. But it's not just for me. That 20% could save you anything from McKenzie, you know, six-month packages, 30-day packages, uh, anything that you want at the site on pregame, you guys can save 20%. All you have to do is enter code SLEEPY20 over there at pregame.com. You guys could save yourself a little bit of cash. So with that out of the way, that's the coupon Mac, I do want to throw it over to you to explain your soccer contest that you have right now in the pregame.com forums. You guys can win cash, 250 bucks cash, $100 bulk dollars. But, Mac, why don't you break down what's going on with the soccer contest you got in the pregame.com forums? Yes, sir. Biggest sporting event in the world. The World Cup is here in Qatar, and we're having a little Survivor contest, which is free to enter, and you can win $250. Have you played NFL Survivor? Of course you have. You understand how it works. Pick a team. In this case, you know, soccer, low-scoring game. There are draws. You're picking a team not to lose, where you draw, you win, you advance. You can only pick a team one time. There will be seven selections. Once each group, each of the three group stage games, you'll pick a team in any of the groups not to lose. Then in the round of 16, round eight, round of four, and the final, you'll pick a team not to lose. There will, my expectation, there will be one winner. $250 $250 cash. We'll see if they make it all the way to the final. And if there's a draw, you know what? I'm going out of my pocket to match so everybody gets the $250 cash if there's a tie. Of course, I'm planning to win the whole thing, take the money myself, pay myself, but I'm not sure if we're allowed to do that. I'm talking to sales and ops and seeing if I can get my name in there. But again, it's free to enter. All you got to do is go to the pregame forums, look for the World Cup contest, say I'm in, and then each of the seven rounds three group stage four knockout rounds of the world cup pick a team not to lose win 250 dollars. simple as that all right it's interesting mac when you said i wonder if i can win the money i'll tell you a story quickly about a contest that i ran and this was you know one of the make picks type of contests and i don't remember what it was mac actually i believe it was baseball yeah it was it was baseball and i was having an amazing year and i told everybody i'm like nobody's beating me this year Sure enough, there I am, last day. 
And I'm like, dude, I can't win this contest. I have to tank this freaking thing. <laughs> so sure enough, I go last day and I'm like, I'm going to tank this contest. And I, and I knew which game I really liked and it ended up winning and, and I picked the opposite side. So I ended up losing the contest. And so, you know, I, Hey, I'm a team player, but I was able to still talk shit. Cause you know, I was leading for literally like weeks. Like nobody was catching me. I was talking crap forever, but, um, you know, I don't know. So there's just a recommendation, Mac. If if you're up that, you know, if you're doing really well and you're going to take all the money, you might not want to do that. Well, you know, you're seeing the board right. If you can say, you know what, that's a winner. Let me just pick the other side because, you know, I'm just that benevolent to the people. And you're right here at the pregame, us can, uh, us pregamers, you know, doing the podcast and such, we cannot win the contest. So I might give my suggested pick here and there, but only you guys can take home the $250 for first place, $100 in bulk dollars for second place free to enter on the pregame forums World Cup Survivor Contest. Check it out. All right, and I heard that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Mackenzie, Griffin Warner, soccer guru, the guy you do the podcast with, he's on pregame.com. He's actually going to have a World Cup package. Is that right? Yes, sir, and he has been red hot. If you've been listening to the soccer podcast, you already know this. Killing La Liga. But he has geared down for the World Cup. He is focused on this, the biggest sporting event in the world. Over 30 games above 500 just since the beginning of the fall soccer season. That's nothing to what he expects to do. Griffin Warner in the World Cup. So check him out and uh, check out our, our soccer podcast. European soccer podcast will be amended to include all World Cup all the time. We're going to do a futures uh, overview World Cup podcast and a Game one preview coming up later on this week. Check it out on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. All right. Well, like I said, guys, make sure you use that code SLEEPY20. Save some money on any of McKenzie's soccer stuff or Griffin's soccer stuff that they go ahead and, and release. So easy way for you guys to go ahead and save some cash. Before we get into our featured segment, which is the Wednesday Five, I do want to go ahead and give out two best bets, one from myself and one from McKenzie. Mackenzie, I'm going to let you go ahead and rip and run first. What is your best bet for Wednesday? I'm going back to a team I've been backing, our win total of the year team in the New Orleans Pelicans. They're hosting a team that I've been pessimistic on. I still think the market is too bullish on. That'd be the Chicago Bulls. Uh, on the NBA Bet Tank podcast a couple weeks ago, gave out the Bulls to lose, or the Pelicans I gave out in Chicago, and it's going to be a similar handicap here. The only difference is now the Pelicans are on a back-to-back, but I don't think because of their diversity in their attack, it's going to be such a big deal. So why did I like the Pelicans before? Why do I like them now? I feel like the matchup here is all in the Pelicans' favor, where the Bulls have defensive guards in Goran Dragic, even in his old age, he can still guard. Ayudusuma, Alex Caruso, they've been incredible at slowing down opposing point guards. They held Kai Irving to like zero points in an upset win in Brooklyn. That's not really going to help you here. That's not going to do much. CJ McCollum had a big night on Tuesday night, but he's generally a third option for them. They want to beat you inside. That's Brandon Ingram and that's Zion Williamson. And he's questionable. But Willie Green said being the first night of a back-to-back, him sitting on Tuesday night probably gets him in a good position to play Wednesday. And I think he's actually purposefully sat out difficult matchup versus Grizzlies interior opponents so that he can feast versus Nikola Vucevic and the inferior Chicago Bulls interior opponents. So 
Same matchup advantage that I like them in the United Center. I like them in the Smoothie King Center. Now let's talk about the back-to-back because my power rankings make this five and a half. You add two points of back-to-back. Pelicans minus three and a half seems like the right line, no value. Again, there's that matchup advantage, which I think is a point, maybe a point and a half in the Pelicans' favor. That gets us to five. I also think the back-to-back here, because of how deep they are and because of, again, Zion sitting is not such a disadvantage. So they gave you the right hook on Tuesday night, but they saved the left hook. They saved this other way of playing, this other style that they have in reserve, where it's not going to be going through C.J. McCollum in the wing. Zion Williamson, point Zion, even at times, is going to be the key center focal point of this matchup, and I don't think the Bulls have anything that can handle them. So really like this pick. Pelicans, yes, it's a back-to-back, but I don't think it's going to hurt them too much with Zion coming back, which I expect to happen. Laying the three and a half here versus the Bulls, best bet. All right, strong handicap there, Mac. I heard you uh, mention NBA Bet Tank. What the hell is that all about? The NBA Bet Tank podcast is a podcast I do with my man, Sleepy J, three times a week. Over the summer, we were thinking about how we could do the best NBA podcast and talking to uh, luminaries in the industry such as RJ Bell. We discovered really to meet the daily response of the the daily requirements of the NBA better. We got to be talking to them every day. We got to be thinking about the card every day. And that's what we're doing. Not only are we doing twice a week on RJ Bell's Dream Preview, this podcast that you're listening to right now, three times a week, the other days of the week, not the weekend, we are releasing NBA Bet Tank podcast where we argue for, we try to sell each other on three picks. We end up picking one of them and we've done quite well. Won our pick today on the Pelicans. And uh, we're going to keep it rolling. We also have a hot topic. So whatever is the biggest news story of the day, we talk about that after the three betting handicaps that we sell each other on. And it's been fun. We're getting good responses. And uh, we will keep it up. Check it out on our Twitter, at Sleepy underscore pregame, and at Mac and Rivers. Each and every day, we got NBA content coming to you. All right, good stuff there, Mac. Let me go ahead and give out my best bet. Hopefully you agree with this one. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play the Washington Wizards. They're going to be hosting the OKC Thunder. The Wizards are hot right now. Winners of four in a row now playing their four straight home game. And this is not a back-to-back situation. Bradley Beal is now out of health and safety protocol. So I expect him uh, to go ahead and suit up here and play with Porzingis and Kuzma, who have actually had some really hot hands right now. And the Wizards are beating teams right now with winning records. And you got to go back and look at the Grizzlies, Jazz, and Mavericks. The last three games they've played beat all those teams. And we know that OKC is an improving team. Let's give credit where credit's due. They don't look like they're the worst team in the league right now. And they haven't lost a game over the last four by four points or more. So, you know, that could raise a little bit of a red flag. But OKC on the road, though, could be a little bit worrisome as they're 2-6 and six on the road this season. The Thunder right now, they're going to be down Trey Mann and Darius Baisley, which that could actually hurt them in the depth department. I think that that actually could affect the line a little bit here, believe it or not. The Wizards at four and a half, Mac, it seems fair to me because I made my line Wizards minus six and a half. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Wizards here. I got the, I got the team at home, hot hand, not on a back-to-back. And we know what times OKC, that ugly team, can't show up. And if they're going to show up, they're going to show up on the road. So give me the Washington Wizards minus four and a half as my best bet. Not sure if you like that one there, Mac. Can I get your stamp of approval? Stamp it as approved. Honestly, going through the card, I'm not sure if this isn't the best side on the table. Told me it was your best bet, so I was going to leave it to you to deliver it to the people, but this is a strong play. 
You mentioned a couple of injuries on the Thunder. When it's a bad team and there's one marquee player like it is in the Thunder with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, often the market almost completely ignores everybody else. And that's often a mistake. I made a bet on the Pelicans. Uh, we both did. Desmond Bain for the Grizzlies is far more valuable than nothing. And the market moved nothing uh, after his injury. I feel like this is a similar situation here where it's a thin Thunder team that's got a, gotten a lot thinner. That really has one guy that you have to worry about tomorrow. Josh Giddy's improvement. He's still 19 years old. I don't think he's going to win this game. Let's talk about the Wizards, though, because the Thunder, I've improved. I've upgraded. I upgraded them a full point this week. Last five games are two and three. They're beating teams per 100 possessions by three points a game. That's great. That's not the worst team in the league, like you mentioned. That's a team to keep an eye out for. The Wizards, though, not only are they 4-0, and beating teams by eight points per 100 possessions. That's fourth in the league over the last week, and they're adding back their best player in Bradley Beal, who I feel like is not going to get in the way of what Kuzma's doing and the success that Porzingis has found. I feel like uh, he wants to win. He's at that point of his career where he can score 20 and be happy to be a contribution contributing part. I like this pick a lot. It's a pick that's strong candidate to make my own personal card and a strong handicap, good eye to, to, to pick it out. I, too, make this game six and a half uh, to seven. So I agree with the pick. All right, there you go. Stamp of approval from McKenzie on my best bet, Wizards minus four and a half. McKenzie, you just alerted like this big light bulb just flashed off. So we do our agreed upon player prop. And you just mentioned something, and I, I didn't even look at this, but I'm telling you we're going to look at this. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Next up, it's our featured segment, the Wednesday Five. What is our featured five contest? It's simple. Mackenzie and I, we go ahead, we pick five players to score the most points combined, and we'll post those picks in the pregame.com forum. There will be a thread there. It will be stuck at the top of the forum. All you have to do is go in there, put your five players that you think will have the highest combined score at the end of Wednesday's games. The thread, it will end up locking at 7 p.m. We'll add up all the totals, and the winner of that contest will get 55 pregame bulk dollars in their account spends just like cash you guys can buy whatever you want you guys can basically get picks for free last week our winner was jd tampion so congrats to him he will go ahead and get his 55 pregame bulk dollars mac we have our lineup set ready to rock and roll who are we looking at this week yeah a couple of guys we already talked about i feel like situationally we got great advantages here first one up michael porter jr no Jokic. This is a guy that can get hot and he can get red hot. 31 points in the last game and only 16 shots. It's going to get a lot more than that without Jokic. Michael Porter Jr. versus the New York Knicks, not only on a back-to-back, but on the dreaded mountaintop to mountaintop back-to-back Utah to Denver. Their defense will be compromised. If there's one guy that can take advantage, just Michael Porter Jr., so he will be our first pick. All right, so that felt like a pretty easy pick for us to make there, Mac. I'm going to go ahead and make an easier one. I'm going to go ahead and take Giannis. I don't know if Middleton's going to play, but even if he does, he's not going to get a ton of volume. We already know Jay Rue's out, or Drew Holiday. I like calling him Jay Rue. I've been calling him Jay Rue for since he came in the league. <laughs> so he's going to be out. And this is Giannis. If you go back to the last game where you know he came back after he was off for a couple of days, and I'm like, you know what? I was looking at Giannis over assist. He didn't look to pass the ball. He's just out there doing his normal damn Giannis thing, just getting to the rack, dunking the basketball on people's heads. He's going to do the same thing again. So we got to go chalk here, at least one chalky guy. So Giannis is, is definitely on the list here, Mac. Who do we got next? Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. He's going to either have a matchup with Klay Thompson 
guy who looks a far cry from what he used to be defensively, or a lot of people think Jordan Poole might be the Warriors' starting shooting guard. Okay, that would be an improvement considering how well he played last game over Klay Thompson offensively. Defensively, it would probably be as soon as Jordan Poole starts at shooting guard, he's the worst defensive shooting guard by a lot in the NBA. That's Devin Booker's matchup. I feel like the Warriors are going to be motivated. They're going to give him quite an effort. I feel like they win. But if there's one guy keeping a minute, it's going to be Devin Booker with that advantageous matchup. He's going to be our third selection, Devin Booker. All right, so I'm going to save your guy for you for last. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take LaMelo Ball. I think that he has an opportunity to have maybe a pretty big game here. Now, look, Melo, you know, he just came back, but he did play 34 minutes in the last game. But, Mac, the reason why I like him here, they have an easy matchup, pretty high total in this game. But, dude, he shot 15 threes last game. If I could get anybody that's going to shoot 15 threes, and look, he's probably not going to do that again. But still, if I get a guy that's looking to go ahead and, and gun a bunch of threes up, I certainly want him in this list of five guys that we have. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take LaMelo. Because outside of him, Kelly Oubre, Rozier, not shooting the three ball well right now. So I think LaMelo has a chance to kind of shine here. And and maybe it's a sneaky pick. I don't think a lot of people are going to take LaMelo. So we're sneaking him into this lineup. Mac, you got the final guy. Who are we looking at? I kind of like that LaMelo pick against the Pacers. Every time I look at a Pacers total, it's higher than the last time I looked at it. No different here. 232. And the Hornets are favorites. So LaMelo Ball going to get a lot of action uh, for a team expected to score 117 points. For our fifth and final selection, we've already talked about him. We've already talked about this game. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, putting up 32 a night, quietly has the Thunder at 6-8. and eight. He said he's tired of losing. Well, I think he's going to lose against the Wizards. I like Sleepy's handicap on that, his best bet. But he's going to make it close, and the Wizards do not have anybody to slow him down. If Bradley Beal's shifted on him, he's going to be on the first night back after a few days off. He might not be in quite game shape. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to have probably the best matchup for any individual player on the court here. We've seen this total tick up from 224 to 227. Expect Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the winner, by the way, the last time, last Wednesday we did this contest, 39 points. You had to have him in the contest to be a winner. Expect a similar performance here with the high total. Shea Gilgis-Alexander will round out our Wednesday five. All right, so there's our five. You guys will find that contest in the pregame.com forums will be listed as the wednesday five contest put your picks in there and again that thread will lock at seven and if you guys end up winning that highest combined score out of your five guys you guys will get 55 pregame dollars in your account so again our five porter jr Giannis, booker sga and lamello let's go ahead let's jump over to our agreed upon player prop bet there mac we've been good with these our player props have been really good whether it's on this pod or the NBA bet tank pod. I'm going to throw a curveball at you, Mac. I'm going to let you go ahead and give out the prop that you and I discussed here before we did the podcast. After you get done with this, I'm going to give you the one that I actually think that you're going to like even better than this one. I'm going to hold on to this one, but you can go ahead and explain our first player prop because we're giving out two for this podcast. <laughs> nice. This is exciting. Six and two on this podcast. We've done pretty well in the NBA bet tank as well, and we've selected NBA player props, but... Let's keep it rolling with two more. So the one, and I'm curious to know what the second one is, but the first one we talked about, Carl Anthony Towns has responded to the team, the Minnesota Timberwolves falling down. So the last seven times he's played 30 minutes, Carl Anthony Towns has put up at least 38 points, rebounds, and assists. 
yet they set this at 34 and a half versus Magic's team that's not playing any defense right now, that has a questionable Wendell Carter Jr., that has a questionable Paolo Bancaro. So missing big bodies in the paint, Carl Anthony Downs, they got that win against the Cavs. They got to build on it. Minnesota Timberwolves need this game. Start heading in the right direction. Get out of that under 500. Get towards the playoffs, which they need. I mean, heads are going to roll this season. Forget about next season. This season, before the end of this season, if they don't turn it around and turn it around early. So they're going to play Carl Anthony Towns as many minutes as they need to get an easy, comfortable win down the stretch versus the Magic. And they can look at the Warriors game versus the Magic to say, I don't know what a comfortable lead is because the Magic were trailing by 18 against the Warriors. Warriors blink, played some bench guys, ended up losing the game outright, 130-129. That's not going to let – Timberwolves are not going to let that happen. Carl Anthony Towns, again, last seven times he's played even 30 minutes. He's gone far over this total. Last time out, he had 45 points, rebounds, and assists in only 37 minutes. They're just setting this number too low, in my opinion, against the Magic team that can't really slow Carl Anthony Towns down. So our first of two suggested player props, our agreed-upon player props, Carl Anthony Towns over 34.5 points, rebounds, and assists. You will learn by the numbers. I will teach you. All right, so there's the first one. Mac, I'm not really going to give you a handicap with this one. I'm just going to say the name. I'm going to say the prop, and I'm going to give you uh, an expected line here. And then I just want you to think about it for a second and just be like, you know what? I think you're right. All right, you ready? Bradley Beal, over five and a half assists. Huh. So Bradley Beal gets cast aside through no fault of his own, can't play with the Wizards. They go on... One of the best streaks probably the last couple years for the Wizards. 4-0, killing teams in net rating. And now he's back with that new contract, with that I'm doing everything I can to win. I mean, he had that AAU video, I think, last summer, if not two summers ago, where he's telling kids, I don't care about your 20 points. How about getting a W? All of that talk can be validated if the Wizards don't miss a beat with Bradley Beal coming back. How can he make that happen? Who knows if he's going to be hot from three? Who knows if he's going to have a big shooting night? But he can guarantee he keeps the ball moving. This makes a lot of sense, man. I am not. I haven't seen it up yet, but if they generally set it five and a half against a Thunder team that doesn't worry me to, from a defensive standpoint, that we see the total ticking up every time I look at it, that might be a great way to attack it. Bradley Beal over five and a half assists. Definitely. You're right. You're right. It was one of those light bulb moments. You you said it, and I'm like, yep, that makes sense. Winner. Well, his season average assist is at 5.7. Here's one of the main reasons why I think that this could potentially be a really good play there, Mac. Because if Porzingis and Kuzma have this hot hand, you don't want to go in and you don't want to disrupt that. You don't want to disrupt that at all. And Bradley Beal, he can easily go out there and decide not to shoot the ball. We've seen him before have some kind of down games, especially shooting, but he's had some pretty good assisting games where he's gobbled up six, eight assists, six assists, eight assists. He's gone over this number more than just a few times, but I believe this particular game is a pretty good situation for him to rely on the two guys that have the hot hand. So I think the assist prop is one that we certainly want to go ahead and have on our radar. If it's six and a half, maybe you just put a little pizza bets on it, but at five and a half, I really like that one. So Let's go ahead. Let's give out two player props there. We'll go ahead. We'll play Carl Anthony Towns 
points, rebounds, assists over 34 and a half. And we're going to search and we're going to wait for Bradley Beal over assists at five and a half. Well, that'll wrap it up there, guys. Good stuff from Mackenzie. That'll wrap up the NBA Dream Podcast. You guys could always find Mackenzie and I on RJ Bell's Dream Preview feed. Get on us at Twitter, at Mac and Rivers, at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Make sure you guys like, subscribe to the podcast. Again, if you're looking to save some cash over there at pregame.com, simply enter code SLEEPY20. I hope you guys have a great Wednesday. I'd like to wish you all the best of luck. Enjoy the game.